2: Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Good. You look great. Do I? Yeah. So handsome. Mm, well, thank you. You I- look beautiful yourself. Well, thank you. I didn't know we were going to go there today. What? I appreciate Did you get a haircut?
3: Does it look like I got a haircut? No. I was getting in the shower today and I had to use extra shampoo because it's getting so long. I can't stand it. <sighs> I
2: feel you there. All right. Let's go to another song.
3: No, Jordan. Yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. you had something on your note saying mm-hmm. something about things she does uh, did you figure what that was no no what do you mean no
2: uh okay no i have no idea i have no... Buzz not fam. even something no well hmm. i figured i had to bring something to the table for this but BuzzFam okay. fam we have a place on the internet that we put our notes for the show for the upcoming show and i wrote something that just said things she does we laughed about it last.
3: Yeah, and because you're so history. critical about people on your show writing down every single thing so the ideas don't flutter
2: away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How many good ideas on this show that never would have made it if we had just not written it down and remembered it? But sometimes you have a brain fart and you write something. I'm sure that something happened in the studio that kept me from finishing mm, my idea. Things she does. Yeah,
3: let this be a lesson, Jordan.
2: Things she does. What could I mean at about, it was 8 o'clock that I put it in our little board, things she does.
3: Is it something that somebody's done that has been cool or things that she does
2: that has impacted your life? Dude, I have no idea, so this is what I'm going to do. What? It it reminds me of a song. Which would be? An old song. From the police. Jordan. So maybe this. (laughs)
0: holiday. We're digging deep into history because we're all a bunch of nerds and bringing you on this day in history with Jordan Silver in France.
2: I'm ready to take this ride with you. Oh, good. Let's do it. Ten things that happened on this day in history. Buckle up. Chris, what happened on this day two years ago?
3: Well, a royal prince and a wealthy commoner got married, which would be Prince Henry and Meghan Markle. Harry. What I say, Henry. Henry. which hates <laughs> Harry, yes, yes, and so I, I was able to get into time machine to go to their wedding to get some audio, but they wouldn't let me inside the chapel. duh, so the audio's a little muffled, but I did get the the special parts
2: was that them doing their vows? yeah, Thanks,
1: they, w- Chris. they wouldn't let
2: me inside the doors. I know I'm proud of you for going back in time to that to 2018. <laughs> Uh,
3: it doesn't take much to go back only two years.
2: True. After uh, after this, of course, they graced the cover of the National Enquirer like every single one. God, National Enquirer is so stupid. It says something this week that's like, Meghan Markle insults the queen, oh, says no. she's old, or something stupid like that. I love the National Enquirer. I can't. How's your subscription going, by the way? I hate it. I'm changing it to your address as soon as possible. Nope. On the
3: same 2012, Robert Spitzer claims his 2001 study supported the myth that gay people could be cured and it was fatally flawed. Here's him apologizing. Good.
1: I felt that I needed to say that. that The study is not valid. But I thought I should also say to the gay community, I apologize for any harm I have done to them.
2: Thanks, buddy. It's definitely not something that can be cured. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm -mm. And coming up at 8.30... This morning, we have Dr. Ryan Cox from the brand new LGBTQ health clinic at Truman Medical Center. This place is amazing, and there's no place like it here in Kansas City. It's going to be a great resource, and the doors are open now. So excited for his information. Yeah. On
3: this day in 1996, Sonic Youth Smashing Pumpkins, Peter Frampton in Cypress Hill, appear on The Simpsons. Billy Corgan, Smashing
4: Pumpkins. Homie Simpson, you know, my kids think you're the greatest. And thanks to your gloomy music, they finally stopped dreaming of a future I can't possibly provide. Well, we try to make a difference.
2: God, I remember <laughs> watching that on the television. That was a big deal.
3: Have
2: you ever Simpsonized yourself?
3: I'm assuming that's making yourself like a Simpson character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never done okay. that.
2: I want to work on something like that. Or the avatar thing for Facebook, coming up.
3: Oh, that's been going around. On this day in 1995, a 17-year-old graduates from medical school as a doctor.
2: Yeah. Did a little research on this kid. Oh, I can't pronounce his name. I think that's probably why you also left it out. That is okay. He has incredible accolades. Mm -hmm. But 17 years old, graduates from medical school, becomes the youngest doctor at 17 years old in 1995. There's just a little... uh, Little background on the kid. Oh, don't depress us. What do what does the average person do or learn around the age of four?
3: Maybe tie in their shoes. Right,
2: he was doing calculus what? at four. Yeah. No. Graduated how? high school at eleven. What? Also at eleven, while he was graduating high school, he co-authored and researched. He co-authored a book about HIV and AIDS. How? He's amazing! Graduated the first part of college, which I had to call the first part of college because I didn't understand what was going on.
3: What do you mean? Yeah,
2: you know, the first four years that you do before uh, you pick what you want to be. Yeah, yeah. He graduated that part in at the age of 13. Graduated Mount Sinai School of Medicine with distinction at the age of 17 and absolutely hates being compared to Doogie Howser. What do you expect? Um. Listen, this kid is amazing. If he doesn't like being called Doogie Hauser but he went through all that training, let's just not call him Doogie Hauser. He don't like that. Uh, no, no. Of course, that's what—that's <laughs> what we would do to make fun of this kid. But hey, youngest doctor at seventeen years old, I will call him by his name but once I learn that thing. what about his
3: childhood?
2: It. He didn't care about it.
3: I guess probably well, like living it up now. With all we'll, this money. we'll see you in thirty years, right? On the day in nineteen sixty-two, ooh, a scandalous Marilyn Monroe mm. sings this to a Mr. JFK.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. President! Happy birthday to you!
2: I love her so much. Completely misunderstood. Was she? Yes. People don't think that very attractive people are misunderstood. And, like, they don't feel like they've been sexualized their whole lives so that they become, like, these shell of people on the inside. But that's that's the case. That's what... You're saying Hollywood did that to her? I'm saying everyone and everything did that to her. She wanted to be a serious actor, but she could not be. By the way, have you ever seen Marilyn Monroe's autopsy photo?
3: No. What does it look like? She looks bad. Jordan. What? What? Come on. have some res- I thought that she would look better, but... What do you... She's deceased. The blood has ceased to flow. Yes,
2: it has. Don't Google that. On this day
3: in 1960, Alan Freed and eight other DJs accused of taking Radio Paola. Here's Dick Clark talking about it.
1: It was normal. It was legal. Uh, it was not illegal at that point. It became illegal when the Congress said, no more of this, it's against the law.
2: Yeah, and we do... Lessons every year mm-hmm. about how we cannot take things for plays. So Paola. if I
3: were to give you a hundred dollars to play some Alt-J that would be illegal.
2: hmm And if the band were to give us some money to play their band just to get them some exposure mm-hmm. that's super illegal. It's called Payola and it's a no-no. Uh-oh. No-no. Does it still happen underneath the tables? It sure sounded like it happened in the 70s when this was the 60s. That it was.
3: Can I hear your '70s radio DJ voice? Absolutely not. Let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> on this day in 1935, the NFL adopts an annual college draft to begin the next year in 1936. And on the day in 1928, the first frog jumping jubilee was held in California.
2: It was exactly what you just described: <laughs> frog jumping. Jubilee. Again, kids, this is what we had to do for entertainment before the TikTok.
3: The world was a different place.
2: Frog Jumping Jubilee. That's what I'm going to call my birthday this year. The Frog Jumping Jubilee? Yeah. I like it. On
3: this day in 1911, the first American conviction based on fingerprints
2: occurred in New York City. Which they had to eye them. Obviously, there's no computers back then. They had to Manually look. Yes. Manually look at fingerprints and be like, "Eh, that's close. Eh, No, not so much. Oh, talk about a job you don't want. I wonder if anybody's in a study on how
3: accurate and if anybody was like, oh, yeah, those are definitely the same fingerprints. I'm sure they weren't. On this day in local history in 1907, the second electric park located at 46th and the Paseo opened in Kansas City, which was a full blown amusement park. And was the inspiration for Walt Disney's Disneyland. Boom!
2: It is the coolest thing. If you Google pictures of Electric Park here in Kansas City, they had a,
3: they had a giant pool. It's literally a mini Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It was well meticulously kept and beautiful. And what happened to it? It burned down. Damn it! Why does All that always
2: these happen? All cool things burn down. You're right, dude. You're right. All right. What about unofficial holidays for today? It is May
3: Ray Day. What does that mean? The sunshine rays. Mm. So we're supposed... Uh, well, today's not a good representation of nope. that. But we're supposed to take in the maize rays All right. on this day.
2: Okay.
3: So it's also devil's food cake.
2: Devil's food cake.
3: Yes, which is basically just a common term for just deep, richly good chocolate cake without any sort of nuts.
2: So good that they call it the devil's food cake. That probably meant something so much... More back in the day. You know, now we're like, I want that devil's food cake. Yeah, thank you very much for my daughter's birthday. Back in the day, they're like, oh.
3: Did you hear about Martha?
2: It's so good.
3: She made the devil's food.
2: So good she was sinning.
3: And today's slow day, Jordan. So it is also the 139th day of the year.
2: Wait, you couldn't find three unofficial holidays today?
3: There was one other one, but it was sponsored by a corporation, and I refused to do that. So it is the 139th day of the year.
2: I'll take that. It's the 130 like eighth day that we've been in quarantine. Mm.
0: You never know when that info will come in handy, like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was on this day in history with Jordan Silver in France on the bus.
2: Hey, I think I'm at a record now. It's been like five days since I've complained about my mother.
3: But you got to be nice to your mother.
2: Well, you're the one that pointed out that I basically am my mother. And that kind of creeps me out. So that's why I've taken a step back from it. But something happened just this past weekend that I need to bring up. Which would be? Well, first off, there is nothing like a good home-cooked meal. Oh, so good. Right? Yeah. My dad usually worked during the day, so... Uh, my mom was the one that did all the cooking for us. Do you have a favorite home-cooked meal? Uh, almost everything that she makes. Uh-huh. You know, it's really good. There were a couple times that she had some meals that I wasn't a fan of, mm-hmm. like uh, chicken paprikash. It's my brother's what? favorite. I know. I don't know either. It's orange, bright orange. Gross. It looks gross. like the color of hot wings, but it's nowhere near hot wings. Stop. My brother loves that. I don't like it. I don't like sloppy joes.
3: Nothing I crave.
2: Mm. And beef stew. I'm like, Ugh. ma, gross. what? <laughs> Is it 17th century (laughs) England? Put some food on the table. Why are we eating beef stew? Please, man, have some more. Anyway, so I stole a meme from a member of the Buzz family that I thought was funny to send to my mom. Okay. And it's a picture of a sonogram. And the caption says, throwback to when my kid ate whatever I made for dinner without complaining. Aw,
3: it's a joke, like, it's funny.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just, you're in the body, so yeah, you got to eat you whatever can't go- complain. goes through the umbilical cord. So my mom sends me back one of the weirdest responses, and I think she's losing it, maybe i got to put her in a home.
3: Oh, uh, what, what'd you say? Okay.
2: To that meme with the sonogram that says, throwback to when my kid ate whatever I made for dinner without complaining, she responded with, that's cute, but... Dot 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 dot. Mm-hmm. At first glance, I thought I was going to be a grandmother again. What? It's been 19 years almost to the day since I told her. <sighs> so, uh. would you respond back? I responded back, well, oh, okay. Well, did you think that my brother was having another kid or that I was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you to me. She thought that I was pregnant.
3: How did she think that would happen?
2: I don't know. And so I responded back with, Ma, if I ever send you a sonogram, I can assure you 100% that what's going on in the doctor's office is exactly this. And it's a picture of a cat getting a sonogram.
0: (laughs) Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz.
2: Coming up at 8.30, I'm super stoked. We have Dr. Ryan Cox, who is the psychologist at the new LGBTQ health clinic at Truman Medical Center. I can't believe this place exists. There's no place like it anywhere near us. Only a few... In the Midwest, and it's going to be a great resource. It's actually, it's open, so it is a great resource, and we'll mm-hmm. talk to him coming up at 8.30 about that. But, Chris, you've got some news. Sure do. Tell me what's going on. 21
3: Pilots dropped their first music since 2018 for that level of concern. Well, in addition to absolutely smashing chart records, the hit has a new Instagram filter. So, you know, on the video where the stars are going and he's drumming and he's just techno-enjoying himself? Mm-hmm. Well, you can do that yourself. If you go to the Instagram, you can uh, go to their Instagram page and get on their little filter. You can feel like you are drumming with them.
2: That guy's a pretty good drummer.
3: Yeah, that's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, yeah, you could be in the video. There Mm -hmm. you go. It's a great photo.
3: Boom. Uh, Travis Kelsey made it clear from this.
0: I learned one thing since I've been here you gotta fight
1: for you.
2: Everybody remembers where they were when they heard that the first time. Yes. Because of
3: this season, because of y'all, he says every single touchdown, every single point we score at Arrowhead is going to end with that anthem.
2: Yeah, because there were some problems with the song that they had before. There were some issues with the singer. And so they decided to do a new song. And, of course, it is Fight for Your Right to Party by the Beastie Boys. Appreciate if we didn't get enough of that song before. <laughs> I Actually, you know what? I'm going to be very excited because every time yep. they score, we're going to hear that song. Oh, boom be like Pavlov's dogs. What else is going on in the news? Oh, boy.
3: Chuck E. Cheese is resorting to changing their name on delivery apps because people aren't ordering pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. They've changed their name to Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. And when people are ordering from it, it's coming from the same address as Chuck E. Cheese. And the company says they're actually trying to incorporate a higher premium pizza But they say that it also
2: uses the same kitchen as a Chuck E. Cheese's pizza. So people are thinking that they're ordering some new brand of pizza, but really it's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. You don't go to Chuck E. (laughs) Cheese for the pizza, that's for sure. It's just there. All right, what else is going on? Is it safe to travel right now, Jordan? I don't know. Is it? Because Mm -hmm. airlines, you've seen the videos from the planes this Mm -hmm. week where... The airline said that they would not have someone sitting in the middle seat, and boom, there is somebody.
3: While they say that the airline contamination while you're flying is pretty low, it's going to be hard to travel because the flights have been drastically cut all over the world. Mm -hmm. And in most nations, they have closed their borders to non-residents. So if you do manage to get through, you'll likely face a two-week quarantine. So they're urging American citizens to avoid all non-essential international travel and they're even saying camping.
2: What can you get camping? What can you get camping? I hate camping, so I'm fine with that. But what can you get camping? You can get COVID from camping? I, I feel like that's the safest place. Don't ask me. You know what? We'll ask the doctor. Let's do it. When they call in later.
0: Jordan Silver and friends, 69 on 965
2: to the bus. So I've been getting some really weird text messages. Yeah. That uh I guess my phone number's in some really weird databases. I have some friends who said that they've been getting <laughs> porn What? texted to them. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't I don't know. You click legal? a link, I don't know. You click a link and it's just something that's very, very bad. Maybe that's their excuse out of it too. Oh, yeah, oh sure, well, sure, okay. Mhm. But the ones that I'm getting are totally legit. I th- think that it's well it has to be businesses opening back up. ...that I've once patroned. Okay. Opening back up due to COVID. We've never experienced anything like this before, so it makes sense why I've never got a text from them.
3: Like based on your phone's location and then they steal
2: that information to sell it? No, 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 no. no. Um, these are all places that I've been, that I okay. know that I've used their service. Okay. So, so somehow they have
3: your number in their database.
2: Yeah, they have, that's basically it. My number from when I was filling out some paperwork... They've got it in their database, and, and I'm part of a list of a lot of other people, I'm That's assuming. why you do
3: one digit off, Jordan.
2: No, this is a doctor's office and stuff. It's like legit places. Oh, okay, well... It's like legit places. So anyway, um, the most... I, I put a list together of them in mm-hmm. some kind of order. You'll figure it out in a little bit, but like... There's ones that I'm very glad about that are reminding me that they're open now, like my laser hair removal place up here. Oh, good. Thank God. Now I know that that place is open. Thank you. Thank you. Did you make an appointment for that? It sure did. But I got a text from my doctor in L.A. that was like, our office is, our office is open again.
3: How long has it been since you've been there? 2018. Why would they they been messaging you two years later? Because
2: I'm still in their database. Jeez. You know, that's the thing.
3: Oh, oh they don't update. Well, that. that
2: well, talk about people that aren't updating it. Hold on. Then this one was funny. I got a text from my eyeglass place in Atlanta. Wasn't
3: L.A. Seattle then Atlanta? No, Atlanta was uh, Before, 2014. Okay, so it's
2: 2014. So it's six years
3: ago. Yeah, very still long in the database.
2: Eyeglass place in Atlanta. Sent me a message that says, well, hey, we're open, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, I haven't been there in a very long time. I suppose I appreciate that. Then I got a, a message from the DMV in Seattle, which is where I lived before Atlanta. Okay. That was saying, there we're, we're open again. You can register your car. I don't even have the car that I had in, in Seattle. Jeez. Then. It keeps going? Yes. I got I, this. <laughs> A burrito place that I very much liked in North Carolina. No. Right. And people don't even know that I lived in North Carolina because it was so early in my history. 2004 is when I moved away from North Carolina. And they were texting me, hey, guess what? We're open again. I'm sure family has been getting a lot of texts as well. It can't be just me. Then I got a text from my dentist from high school. How? 1996, 7, 8 was probably the last time that I used them. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we're open just to let you know. I'm like, I, that's so long ago. Then I get a text from the hospital that I was born in. No. How? Oh. Harrisburg Hospital, 1982.
0: Jordan Silver on the bus. This is
2: what Things She Does is. It makes so much
3: more sense now.
2: This is it. Things She Does. Buzz family, yesterday I wrote a note to myself to remember to. Talk about, quote, things she does, and then by the end of the show, I had no idea what I was talking about, and we joked about that. This morning, I thought that things she does, the only way out of it is always where you go when you work at a radio station, the music. At least we got
3: a good song out of it, right?
2: Yeah, I play the police. Every little thing she does is magic. But in reality, it finally clicked. I hate when that happens, but it did, that things she does is a little note I made to myself to ask you about more things that your seven-and-a-half-month-old daughter, things that she does that freak you out mm-hmm. because she's got a personality now.
3: Oh she, She's showing her curiosity into the world and looking at things and trying to figure things out. She's no longer just a crying doll that needs to be maintained. How does that make you feel? Because this is your first child. Oh, it, of course. Everything makes me emotional. So everything, every little thing she does, little thing she does. There is we magic. go. I, I can't you, believe it.
2: Thing she does. Look at that. Uh,
3: but it's seeing her, knowing that this is a person and that she's going to grow up to be an adult and that things she is learning every single day are memories that she is storing and are things that are gonna affect her because a lot of people have issues with their parents and issues from that when they get older so i'm trying to do anything and everything to not have her to go to therapy
2: i am so proud of you because that is one time i was watching the view right and i Mm -hmm. hate those bitches they have no idea what they're talking about and they did this one show on how you and your partner can get back to sexy time after you've just had a child so (sighs) the Chickens on The View said that even if the baby's in the room, the baby's not going to know, so just do your thing, mm-hmm. right? This was legit, what I heard the, the ladies from The View talk mm-hmm. about, and I was like, that's not right. No. Like, there's so much research that before a child can even speak, they're learning things, and that goes into a part of the child's brain that just because they learn how to talk they aren't able to access because they came up with these thoughts before right. they had verbal skills. I completely agree with you. And do you know what it's like to have intercourse no.
3: and have a little okay. baby arm touch your foot? Don't do that. It's creepy. I
2: have no words. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, let's, that, let's just that's what happens the, if,
3: they, if they encourage that.
2: Well, the baby I don't think is in the, in the bed. This is, oh, all right, let's move on. Please, can we? Yes. Things that she does that freaks you out. She's do, she does cute things, right? Very much.
3: She's, she's walking. She's babbling now, and she does this little finger thing where she just kind of claws at it to get at it. Mm. Uh, but she's also doing a few things that are making... My wife and I question our safety, maybe?
2: She's seven and a half. I know. What is she going to do? She She can't even walk, walk, walk yet.
3: This isn't like the poltergeist, but she seems to have this ability to draw the energy that's in our home to specific places. Whoa. Like paranormal stuff? Yeah. Because we've always thought her house was a little bit haunted. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. And so she seems to be... I don't know what the word is when mediums can draw the energy to one place, but that seems to be what's happening.
2: What is, do you have an example?
3: I, we've got a lamp next to our bed mm-hmm. and we were getting ready and she had both hands on it, she touched it and it just got 10 times brighter. And then we went to stop her. As soon as she untouched, let go of it, it went back to normal. And my wife and I touched it to is try to get it. Is it a to touch lamp?
0: It. No, it, it's it,
3: not it's a t- at all. The, we can't replicate it, only she can. So,
2: you tried touching the lamp and it yeah. didn't do it. <gasps> yeah. 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 Okay, so keep going. What uh, else does she do that? My wife you?
3: has a. She works at home. She's got a home office. And when she holds Cora, there's a corner that she looks at. And she'll look over her shoulder, stare at it, and smile. And just kind of giggle and laugh. And nothing can distract her from that.
2: Oh. And it, I don't need that kind of thing. She already has an invisible oh. friend. Right? Let's just say it's that. Can we say it's I that and not so. a ghost or something, please?
3: What an, I, I didn't know seven and a half months old had the ability to come up with an imaginary friend, what the concept even is. I am
2: 37. Like, I have an imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the mind oh. can do incredible things. And
3: that's not even the worst. What's the worst okay. of the things that your, your daughter does that freaks you out? So she can't use a fork or spoon yet. She's seven and a half months. Right, right, yeah. But she's remarkably steady with a knife.
0: Jordan with an I.
2: Obviously, that was a joke. Come on, <laughs> duh. Are you kidding me? That was a joke, right? That was a joke. I just endorsed the fact that that was a joke you promised. I know your wife. Your wife would never. <laughs> a little corporate. knife. Your wife probably got rid of all knives and sharp objects from your entire house and all of Raytown. Do you know how hard it is to cut a steak with a fork? Got to use your teeth, Chris. Like got to use your animal. teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only thing that you brought in today. No, for us, that is regarding your little seven and a half month old daughter, who is the only child of this morning show, mm-hmm. the only parent. Because uh-huh. uh, Dustin has that Cabbage Patch doll, but that don't count. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when he spends X amount of money on diapers <laughs> per yeah. month, yeah. then it, yeah, then then it counts.
3: Yeah. So when you're a parent, uh, your child of course gets distracted by everything. And we, every day we get dressed, of course, and so we, my wife was singing a song to help distract her so she wouldn't fall off and harm herself, Mm -hmm. and it's just, just, just me getting ready and distracting the baby and coming up with a tune.
2: So you sing songs to keep her attention.
3: Our life is basically a Broadway musical.
2: Okay, all right, I can see that. You guys are musical, both Mm -hmm. you and your wife, Mm -hmm. and so you put together... When did this happen for the first time? This
3: happened on Sunday. We were getting ready to go to Menards, where we're forced to wear a mask, and I had to figure out what to wear, and the song got stuck in my head, and then so I was singing it yesterday, and you were like, hey, you should record that. I can't believe you did. And I did. It took... Are you I have so much respect for people who record music because it took like 57 takes to get this right.
2: All right. Well, I bet it's good. What is what is the song and what are you playing? What's going on?
3: It's in the style of Billie Eilish because okay. I wanted to keep it buzz friendly. Mm-hmm. It's about getting ready for the day. I, I think the title should be So You See Me in the
2: Pants. Possibly. Oh, okay. So, so. Is this is this a kind of cover. Of you should see me in a crown. Yes. So this is what you you and your wife sing to your baby to keep her attention. Yes. So, all right, let's hear it. You ready for yeah, this? Yeah, of course, all please. Right. Wake up, new
0: day, fresh face. Okay, trying not to sound cliche.
2: Leaving our dreams for the day. Daddy wearing outside <laughs> on a day like today. Oh He's wearing a shirt
0: and shirt
2: and pants. Shirt and shirt and are you sure you want those pants? It's really warm, they can see. Maybe you want a shirt and shirt and shorts. Shirt <gasps> and shirt and shorts. What do you think? I think Billie Eilish has got nothing on you and your wife. That was incredible. I even knew where that song was going to go. <gasps> you need to start a child record label and just make these songs. Chris, course, that was incredible. That was your wife singing? Yeah, it was. That was perfect. I'm putting well, that on the podcast, the whole damn thing. Do it. I'll, I'll give you credits
3: or rights or whatever that I need to do for that. <laughs> uh.
2: Great. Now it's in my head. <laughs>
0: Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz.
2: Coming up at 8.30, I'm going to be chatting with Dr. Ryan Cox, who's a psychologist at the brand new LGBTQ Health Clinic at Truman Medical Center. Can't wait to tell you all about that. But in the 7 o'clock, let's see if I can remember what you talked about, Chris. You have let us know that 21 Pilots have a level of concern Instagram filter. Yes. The Chiefs have a new touchdown song, and it is Beastie Boys Fight for Your Right to Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on a food ordering app and you order from a place called Pasaquale's Pizza and Wings, <laughs> it's actually Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Don't be fooled. Avoid that. And researchers, say, researchers saying that it, it ain't safe to fly or camp right now. Mm-hmm. All right, what's going on in the eight? What do you got?
3: Well, Animal Crossing is slowly infiltrating. Everything. It is. And now someone has made a My Chemical Romance song into a town tune. Ooh. Jordan, in case you don't know what a town tune is, it's a customizable song that will play when you perform certain activities in the game, when time changes, and they say you hear it a lot, so it makes sense to have a song that you love. So here's a tune-town tune of I'm Not Okay. to that
2: God that sounds like a CD player skipping from like the 90s mm-hmm. ugh people created that that was a good try I guess
3: yeah that's that's, that's apparently people are loving that and making their tune town so when you go and tune other people's towns
2: that. that just uh, that brings my brain to many places I don't like alright what else is going on in the news
3: well to celebrate their 25th anniversary this year the Foo Fighters had so much planned <laughs> and then the coronavirus hit yep Dave says, right now, I'm such in a daddy domestic base that even just calling in to do an interview is strange because what is there to talk about? But he says he's got an arsenal of material ready. Well, there, that that is what you could talk about, Dave. And, quote, he's effing damn ready to burst all over the world. It's just a matter of figuring out when the world is ready because that's a little more important than the Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. Some people would you disagree argue. With
2: to differ, yeah. All right, cool. Well,
3: what else is going on? Uh, last night, the Overland Park City Council voted 11 to 1 not to open any no, of the Overland no. Park
2: <sighs> pools. Oh, summer's canceled. This sucks.
3: If you want, we're watching the sand lots, we're hoping to get some lifeguard makeout session not this year
2: not summer of 2020 the year of no. i saw on instagram a member of the buzz family is uh digging his own pool right now sweet yeah yeah i was like dude you're gonna be a king he was sitting there <laughs> complaining about how hard it was to to dig the hole to make the pool but i'm like dude you are gonna be oh yes i want to be your friend yeah pool parties because there's no other pools Around. Alright, what what else is going on?
3: Well hair salons are open in Jackson and Johnson County by appointment only, not yet in Wyandotte. But instead of sitting inside sipping on wine and waiting for appointments, customers must now wait in their cars mm. and strap on a mask before being allowed to enter. They must have their temperature taken. Salon owners are saying they're having difficulty complying with the rules because stylists cannot absolutely cannot abide by the six-foot social distancing rule. Because she said, we don't
0: have six foot shears. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Silver on the bus.
2: Ah, oh, dude, I'm going over this list and it's just sad. It's a list of holidays that have been postponed uh. or canceled due to coronavirus. you know, it kind of it actually hit here and became pretty serious on my mother's birthday. Just March 9th. So all the holidays between then and now, St. Patrick's Day. Remember, it canceled all of the parades. Can't have that during Corona. Yeah, we did our fake St. Patrick's Day parade for you, BuzzFam. Hmm. But, you know, it's not a parade. Also, COVID ruined Easter. Earth Day. Cinco de Mayo. So many good ones. Mother's Day. And? It's going to keep going because nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody, nobody knows that this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. It creeped up quickly.
3: It did. Normally, they have all these Memorial Day celebrations and the car dealerships. be Like, hey, come out this Memorial Day and the furniture stores, come out this. There's so many Memorial Day sales but there's no advertising for the memorial day.
2: Yeah, cuz you can't go to anything cuz people can't spend their money on frivolous things cuz people can't eat because they lost their job because of coronavirus.
3: Ugh. Beaches are closed.
2: Beaches are closed. I mean, they're saying don't get together with a lot of people. So like <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, it kind of feels weird. I think we get the day off, but I'm like can we just get a comp day? Ooh. I feel like guilty <laughs> cuz we know? just
3: had like 2 months of a quote vacation.
2: Yes. Yeah. Have we earned a holiday? Uh, I'm going to take it because I don't want to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: It's Jordan Silver and Friends from 6 to 9 on The Buzz.
2: It's Jordan Silver and Friends on 96.5 The Buzz. And I am completely honored to have Dr. Ryan Cox, who is one of the many people that helped start up this brand new specialty clinic here in the area, the LGBTQ specialty clinic at the Truman. Dr. Cox, hi. Good morning. How are
4: you? This morning? I, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for having me on. Oh
2: my gosh. Thank you for contacting me. Thank you for being a part of this. I mean, I really want to just get into what you guys have been doing over there. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, though, first, please?
4: I'm a clinical psychologist at Truman Medical Center. Um, I'm an integrated health psychologist, meaning I uh, I did a, fellow, a postdoctoral fellowship in um, <laughs> sort of medical specialty care that actually wasn't in transgender health care, mm-hmm. uh, was its focus. And so Um, What I do now is I work in medical clinics, so I don't do a lot of what you consider sort of traditional um, therapy, kind of long-term therapy, but really focus on uh, helping people with kind of short, short short-term acute issues and kind of medical issues that they may have. We've needed this. Yeah, well, we we thought we needed it too, which is why we worked so hard to uh, make this happen.
2: How long have you been working on the LGBTQ specialty clinic at Truman?
4: probably at least a couple of years. And uh, that actually sounds like a long time, but when you talk about getting new clinics off the ground in such a large system as Truman, that's actually fairly speedy. Uh, And so it it kind of grew out of, we had a small group of folks that really wanted us to participate in the healthcare equality index. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you or your your readers know what that is, but that is a national ranking system for clinics, hospitals, healthcare providers on how well Mm -hmm. they provide uh, affirming and competent health care to um, LGBTQ patients mm-hmm. and also employees of those systems. And so um, Truman was sort of put into that ranking several years ago by somebody, nobody really knows who did it, and we did not score very well. Oh, no. So there, are a few, there are a few of us there that thought that was not okay. So we put a committee together. And uh, got us up into leadership ranking uh, nationally. Um,
2: wow. When I read what you guys are doing over there, uh, in my head, I pictured it kind of like Captain Planet. <laughs> because okay. there's so many different kind of doctors that are you know using their services to come together to create this incredible clinic
4: so we have myself so i'm behavioral health uh we have a primary care physician dr molly olenhake and we actually feel like this is one thing that makes our clinic really stand out there are other hospitals in the area that do excellent transgender care especially uh, but they don't have primary care so they do kind of some specialty trans health uh, but what we feel like makes us really unique is that we actually have primary care embedded into this clinic so people can come to this clinic essentially for all of their needs.
2: Oh, that's incredible. So we have
4: myself, we have primary care, we have, um, and also our primary care doctor, Dr. Yolen-Hake, she also works at the Gender Pathways Clinic at Children's Mercy, so which is their um, child and adolescent Gender clinic.
2: That's incredible. Again, I almost had tears when I was reading just every <laughs> line you wrote about the clinic and, and, you know, how hard you worked and wh- who you're going to be making feel comfortable about, you know, how they feel, you know, their, their medical needs. It's so beautiful and I'm so happy that we're chatting about it, Dr. Cox.
4: So we also have uh, Dr. Brandon Barcell, who is our endocrinologist specialist, mm-hmm. who also has a long history of working with um, trans patients and we've got a pharmacist, Jordan Rowe, and we have our amazing nurse care manager, Kim Tilson, who um, she gave me permission to out her on the air as a transgender woman. Okay. Um, and she uh, she's actually the person who answers our phone and schedules appointments. So anybody that calls the clinic um, will be speaking to somebody who's been through this themselves and goes through it every day.
2: That's well. incredible. I mean, I remember a couple years ago, I went to the trans rights. Meeting at uh, at the JC Nichols Fountain, and I remember someone came up to me and was like, "This is the first time I've ever left my house like this, and I'm so worried." And thankfully, it was a safe area. But I think somebody that doesn't deal with this kind of thing doesn't know how society even is, you know?
4: Well, yeah, and especially healthcare, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think healthcare systems are one of the most sort of conservative and intimidating systems that any of us interact with, you know, and I think when you are already a marginalized population and someone who has a lot of history of being abused by the healthcare system, it makes a really big difference to be able to have somewhere, you know, you can go where not only will you be Respected and taken seriously, that your identity will be really affirmed, you know and 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 I do talk a lot about trans health because that is something that kind of initiated this for us because we felt it was so important. but I also want to stress this clinic is for everybody mm-hmm. it is an lgbtq clinic um, right now we are only open one half day a week on Tuesday afternoons, which is pretty standard for a new clinic, but we are really hoping to expand into a more full into a more full time clinic within hopefully a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And what we really want to do, we want to make this a place where trans folks can come, where lesbian, gay, and bisexual folks can come, where their partners can come, where their children can come, where their families can come. We really, even their friends, allies, we just want to kind of make this really open to anybody that wants to come and um, come to a really awesome clinic where we feel like we have a lot of um, just expertise in this area.
2: Oh, absolutely. So uh, how would someone make an appointment if they wanted to check out your brand new LGBTQ specialty clinic at Truman?
4: Well, we have a couple of ways to do that. So the easiest way is to um, call our phone number. Mm-hmm. So we have a number, which is 816-404-4086. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is definitely probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. And, again, that is uh, the number that Kim Tolson, who is our nurse care manager, will answer that. She will schedule that appointment for you. You know, and one thing we want to stress is that even if you aren't, quote, there yet, you know, if you don't feel like you are ready – to make any sort of commitment to a transition, if you're not ready to commit to a medical system, feel free to call and she will help walk you through that process as well.
2: Oh God, I love that. We need that. Everywhere needs that. You guys, oh, I'm so proud, so proud We we
4: we, We have big plans, so we really are striving to be really the kind of lgbtq healthcare leader in the midwest and that's our that's our goal you know we we have a philosophy if you're gonna train dream big
2: Mm -hmm. and i feel like you're gonna get there again like just you start with the heart of everything and that's just creating a safe place for people to go to is incredible and then like you said as far as the medical community yeah i can't imagine you probably have to say on your paperwork what gender you are is that different than the one that you feel on the inside what you know what is right? What is wrong? There is no wrong. There's so many other gray area questions that people who don't have uh, experienced anything like this don't ever, you know, have. Uh, right. So it's just great that you created a, a safe place. So it, uh, who are you encouraging? I know you're encouraging the um, the whole entire community to come out. But, like, specifically, who, like, historically has been you know, kind of treated – not so well uh, and you know you are creating a safe place for them to come and what kind of things uh, can they do at the uh, the clinic?
4: So we are we are encouraging right now because we have a fairly limited time we are kind of prioritizing uh, trans health right now Mm -hmm. because that is the area where i think we need the most work Mm -hmm. in our community you know 70 percent of Transgender folks report having experienced some kind of discrimination or overt abuse in healthcare settings. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, those numbers are appalling, you know, and I think something like 25 to 30 percent report flat refusal of healthcare before in their past. And so this is something we really want to remedy. And so one thing we know about the LGBTQ population as a whole. Is that there are a lot of health disparities in this population, and part of that is because of discrimination. Part of that is because of stigma. Um, you know, and a lot of even physicians, nurses, people who work in healthcare are not even aware of some of these problems. You know, a lot of people think, "Well, we have gay marriage now; everything is great." You know, like what? What are you complaining about? And the fact of the matter is that um this is still an area and an identity that experiences a lot of stigma and a lot of discrimination and um like i said in healthcare particularly tends to be conservative and i don't necessarily mean politically i mean we would encourage anybody to come in you know one thing about myself too being a psychologist is i have been working in a therapeutic way and in the community with um the lgbt community and trans community in particular for about 11 years now Mm -hmm. so um and like I said, I also did my postdoctoral fellowship in trans health. So I have a lot of experience in this area as well. And that is one thing that I have done in the past as well. When people want to come in, we can take kind of a long game approach. You know, if somebody, if this is something that you feel like may be a facet of your identity you want to explore, I'm happy to explore that with you. Um, Dr. Barcel, our endocrinologist, is. Excellent at sitting down with folks and explaining the ins and outs of hormones, what that looks like, what to expect, what not to expect, and really just putting that stuff on the table and giving people an option. He's not pushy. Um, He's really good at listening to folks. And so um, I know for a lot of people, transitioning often is not the first thing on their mind. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you want to just kind of come in, and people tend to people tend to kind of experiment with different ways of presenta- presenting sort of outwardly before they decide on any transitioning. Um, but we are happy to kind of walk folks through that whole process. And even if you're not there yet, even if you don't, you aren't ready to transition, you aren't ready to make any changes, you know, everybody needs a checkup once in a while. Mm-hmm. So that's what our, our uh, physician, Dr. Molly olin is there for. And she does an excellent job with that. And she is just so compassionate and so passionate about this population as well. And she will just sit there and talk to you as long as she can.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> you so know, incredible.
4: On your mind. And so another thing about our clinic that we think is really great is if you come in for your initial intake, you meet with all three of us. You meet with myself, you meet with Dr. Barcel, and you meet with Dr. Olenek. And so... Um, all under one roof in one meeting and so we share that information we all have knowledge about you and so we really kind of work collaboratively both with ourselves and with with any patient
2: I don't know how this was possible but we've always had like a psychiatrist and a therapist right and they never talked to each other until like the place that I am at now. And I'm like, wait, these two people should be talking to each other. You know, one yes. person is giving me medicine and the other person is talking to me about, you know, how I'm feeling. They should be connected. It sounds like that is a perfect marriage that you are creating here to really help people out through every part of everything at your clinic.
4: Absolutely. And that's the benefit of having integrated health care as well. So, having myself embedded within medical clinics and Truman has psychologists embedded throughout many of their clinics. And, and that's the reason, you know, we know there's such a comorbidity and such an overlap between, uh, so many medical conditions and mental health conditions, mm-hmm. you know, like people who have trauma in their backgrounds tend to have much higher levels of physical pain. You know, there's a really strong correlation between diabetes and depression, for instance. So, you know, all these things that people are really starting to understand and work to um, help mitigate in a clinical setting. And, yeah, it, I mean, if you're in if you're in it, it makes perfect sense. Of course there should be a psychologist in medical clinics, you know, and for some people it's a new, it's kind of a new model and they're kind of like, you know, what does that have to do with anything? But when you really lay it out like that, um, it makes a lot of sense.
2: You guys do sound like Captain Planet for real. We got Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, Psychologist, Nurse, Care Manager, Pharmacist. Like this is this is incredible. Um, what about insurance?
4: Truman is a safety net hospital, so you do not have to have insurance to come see us. Uh, we do take Medicaid. About probably I don't know, maybe fifty percent of what Truman does is Medicaid based. Um, Medicare, Medicaid. Um, if you do not have any sort of insurance, we can set you up with a meeting with a financial counselor and get you on uh, the Truman plan. So Truman has its own internal insurance system. And so I won't go into the details of that, but that is something that is available to folks. And, you know, Truman is what we call the essential hospital of Kansas city we are the only safety net hospital in missouri so um and every year we do about 150 million dollars of uncompensated care
2: wow and that that's what safety net means that's what you're that's saying
4: That's safe, yeah. safety net means yes you do not have to have insurance mm-hmm. and so um you know we are teaching hospitals so we have a lot of medical residents we have psychology students social work students all kinds of um students working in in the hospital and we actually think that that makes us really better at our health care because you have that many more minds kind of working towards, towards your care. And so, um, so no, you do not have to have insurance, and if you do not, we will, we will work with you to get you covered on that.
2: Oh, this is incredible. Dr. Cox, this is incredible. I'm so proud of you and everyone that has been part of this. I posted on my Instagram story that I was chatting with you last night and so many responses from the community that are so glad that this is here and that you all are providing the service that it's it's incredible the one-stop shop i hate using that term (laughs) because it makes it sound like i don't know you sell candy and stuff but no i mean this is your head your heart you know your hormones your brain it's 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 incredible and and
4: and I want to stress sexual health. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are a very we are a very sex positive clinic, and that is also an area in medicine that I think a lot of doctors feel very squeamish about talking to their patients about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, that's the first thing that you have to like get off the table with being taboo. Nope, this is how we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah,
4: we talk about we talk about your sex life, of course, in a very appropriate and comfortable way. If this is something a patient does not want to talk about, we don't force it. But. Mm-hmm. You know we're we're very big on sexual health, so making sure people get their STD tests, get tested for HIV. We talk to every clinic about or I'm sorry, every patient about prep usage and mm-hmm. safe sex. and so um, this is something we want to just put at the forefront and be able to address as well. And frankly, part of our long term plan is to grow into kind of a a big holistic wellness clinic that is very focused on on sexual health as well. so um, like I said, we have a lot of we have a lot of big goals.
2: you know, and I have like twenty five pages of notes from just researching and from our emails. so this is just scratching the surface of the amazing thing that you're bringing to Kansas City with the LGBTQ specialty clinic at Truman. So Dr. Cox, thank you
4: so much. You are very welcome we are we are really excited it's here, and we kind of can't frankly believe it. So it's, uh, I will say administration has been extremely, extremely supportive this entire time. So we have not really received any pushback from anybody. Oh, I, th- um, I think so- you're just going to
2: be super busy. I have a feeling you're going to be super busy. <laughs> Tuesday afternoons is going to be just the beginning of it. Awesome. We,
4: we, we hope so.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Cox. Appreciate your call. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: Cheers. Stream Jordan Silver and Friends 6 to 9 on the radio.com
2: app. I have been waiting for this since last week at 830. Oh,
3: my. You. So I take you're going to watch it again. Of
2: course, yeah. It's my new Tuesday night thing. It's our new Tuesday mm-hmm. night thing. I had a blast watching it. It was incredible last last week. It's, the event that I'm talking about is something called Driving Miss Daisy, and it is a virtual drag show here in Kansas City. It happens from 7:30 to 8:30 on Miss Daisy Bouquet's Instagram story. Uh, she has drag performances scattered in the city last week at the Nelson Atkins, uh, down some streets that I'm sure you know people live on. Uh, It was just such an entertaining and free event Mm -hmm. to be able to watch. I had a stupid grin the entire time i was sitting there looking at my phone with the stupidest grin because i was so happy because it was just like a fun and positive and fabulous and entertaining and silly but classy yeah she chocks that whole hour with non-stop packed fun yeah and between going to wherever the performances are scheduled uh miss daisy bouquet entertains you in her car or sings you a song and it is l- such a unique experience but uh. you cannot leave that not feeling great. And so uh, I will link to um, where you can view Driving Miss Daisy, the virtual Mm -hmm. drag show that happens here in Kansas City. uh, Our new Tuesday night thing, 730 to 830. I'll link to it on my uh, Instagram story as well.
0: Thanks for downloading the podcast and hanging out with us today. If you want to see what's going on when the show's not on air, follow Jordan Silver on Instagram. Instagram Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. That's J-O-R-D-I-N Silver.